Well, hello, and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. Creativity is just connecting things. When you ask creative people how they did something, they feel a little guilty because they didn't really do it. They just saw something. It seemed obvious to them after a while. That's because they were able to connect experiences they've had and synthesize new things. Steve Jobs said that, and it rings true to me. But it also rings true to me in relation to um, a, a kind of comment I made, I suppose, this week and concerning insecurity and insecurity amongst photographers. A question was put out online as to why is it that so many photographers find it difficult to talk about their work or perhaps to write about their work and provide that extra, I suppose, context or explanation to people who want to find out more about it? I put forward the premise that from my personal experience, um, insecurity, most often misplaced insecurity, could well be a, a major factor in that issue. A story that comes to mind um, is a story that was told to me by um, the great French photographer Jean-Luc Cieff. Um, and he told me a story about Richard Avedon and how Jean-Luc had gone to visit Avedon at a studio, at Avedon studio, in fact, in New York. And when he got to the studio, all the people who were meant to be on the shoot were outside on the street, fearful of going inside. Avedon had had a breakdown. He, he'd got incredibly upset about something. Something had gone wrong with the shoot. Jean-Luc was a, a confident person and he strode in where others wouldn't. And he found Avedon crouched in a fetal position um, on the colorama uh, where the pictures had been taken. Jean-Luc was concerned for him and asked, what's the problem, uh, Dick? What's the problem here? And Avedon said, well, I've just shot a whole story for American Vogue and I've shot it all on a dark background and now they want it on a white background. If you think about it with photography, and I often say this, um, there are no specific math. Two and two in photography doesn't make four. Two and two too often makes whatever you want it to make. There are no set rules as to what makes a, a strong picture, a successful image. Those rules that do exist concerning composition or light or form or whatever it may be, they're constantly broken and they should be broken. Of course, what does this produce in the photographer? It produces insecurity. It produces that sense of not knowing. That's why I put this forward, because I think that actually all creatives have this sense of not knowing. As Job said, Something has been created, but you didn't really know what it was in that, that moment it was happening. It's only with reflection you can see what you saw. And I think that's the, a key uh, uh, positive and a key negative around photographic practice is that there is no rule book to follow. And so often young photographers just starting out are looking for those rules. Tell me the answer, which do exist in other subject areas, certainly within education, um, that if you follow this procedure, you will be successful. Within photography, that is not the case. 
and therefore the insecurity. And therefore, because of that base insecurity, I feel that many photographers lack the confidence, perhaps, to speak out, to speak up about their work for fear of being judged, for, be, for fear of not meeting a perceived um, level of understanding, whatever that may be. What was interesting was that, um, as is so often the case nowadays, it seems, on on social media, um, I was attacked for making such a question, uh, making such a statement, for putting forward that debating point. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. It's just what I've observed. It's an opinion. And certainly it's an opinion formed of many, many photographers over the years who I work with, who I've mentored, who um, I teach. Anyway, um, that particular photographer, an award-winning photographer, damned me for making such an assertion and um, questioned how dare I call myself, which I don't call myself, but anyway, the United Nations of Photography and make such a comment. I can't help but wonder if I hit a nerve, a raw nerve. Um, sometimes... Uh, the truth can hurt, and I don't know if that was the case, or just if the the person misinterpreted um, my, uh, I suppose, opinion, my observation. Anyway, I wish that person uh, a happy evening, and uh, unfortunately, they then decided to be more abusive, and so therefore, I blocked them, which is what I'm doing uh, now with social media. Um, not because I don't want to know people's opinions, but just because I just don't want to be insulted. Uh, and I think we need to be in a, a point whereby discussions can be held, opinions can be held, um, where we disagree with each other. And really, I suppose that's the point of this podcast. It's been interesting, actually, how many um, of you have made really um, positive comments, and I'm really grateful for them, about how you do feel that this podcast is providing some level of support and perhaps um, helping with that sense of insecurity. I spoke last week about that idea of um, being uh, supportive of different ways of working. If you're, you've got a job and you're not a full-time photographer, but you want to be, and it doesn't demean what you're doing. So, so really, you know, let's look at that insecurity as a positive, if it's there at all. I think the insecurity is what makes us creative. I think it's that, that moment of not knowing which is so exciting. It is that point at which we push ourselves into a, an uncomfortable position that creates the best work. This week, my uh, car failed its MOT. Don't worry, not a problem. Um, I buy cars cheaply. I have done ever since I came back from living in Spain and realised um, that that's what everyone was doing there, where I was living. And um, so I never spend more than £500, $700 on a car. And each time a car comes in with a big bill, I um, I trade it on. And so I traded uh, the car on and a new car comes uh, next week as part of that trade. It's fine. What was interesting was when I went into the, the garage and the guy who um, had done the diagnosis on the car and given me the bad news was expecting me to be really kind of down. And, and I wasn't. I was just kind of, yeah, OK, that's what happens. And he said, you know, that's the right face to receive this news. My expectation was 
yeah, actually this could happen. And if it does happen, that's okay. Also this week, I've been looking at websites um, with my students that I teach. And I don't often talk about teaching on this podcast, but this seems kind of relevant. And um, what I refer to as best practice in creating a website, the fewest clicks to get to where you need to get to, good signage, clear images, information, context provided, um, well-written attention to detail, uh, making sure that um, the person who views the website gets everything they need and sees you, um, because it's your shop window at the end of the day, um, sees you in your best light. And that was the discussion that that we had. If you're interested in that kind of thing, I've written a few articles on this, uh, on the www.photographer, United Nations of Photography, got it wrong, unitednationsofphotography.com. So you can go on there if you want to read more about that. But anyway, I was feeding back to the students on the basis that of understanding that the website exists without you being there and therefore it has to work its functionality has to be clear and crisp because time doesn't want to be wasted at the same time i've been looking at a lot of photographers websites to contact them um to appear on this podcast um and for just kind of general conversation really and um it's interesting to see the large variety of websites out there and it makes me wonder sometimes how much uh, effort, time we devote to the website. Um, are, are we kind of getting it up there? It, it exists and we kind of leave it and just kind of let it do its thing. Kind of comes back to that idea of expectation. My expectation of a cheap car is it's not going to last me long and that's okay. My expectation of my website may be to get me work. It may be to... Um, present my work to people I want to see because invariably that's going to be the first port of call that somebody's going to have if they see your name. So I've seen some great websites and I've seen some websites which um, are not so great recently. Maybe it's a time, beginning of the year, it's a little quiet. Maybe it's a good time to take a look at that website and then ensure that whatever your expectation is, is being met by that website. A comment was made recently that the photographers who appear on the podcast uh, must be photographers who create work I like. And I suppose to a certain extent that's true, but it's not completely true because I don't really use the word like. It's work invariably that um, I'm interested in, that makes me question something. Or alternatively, it may just be work I think, yeah, we need to have a really good balance of work on this podcast, different kinds of photographers working in different genres. So let's put that one forward. Let's have a look at that work. Let's hear from that person. Let's hear what they've got to say. A lot of the photographers um, I've not come across before. I've come across them recently. These aren't all my mates. It's not Grant's Mates Club in any way, shape or form. And in fact, most of the photographers I've never met. I just reach out to them. This week, um, I'm really pleased to uh, introduce Robert Darch. And Robert's a photographer who I came across through somebody who we do speak ab uh, about a lot on the podcast, an Another Place Press, and Ian Sargent. He has a fantastic eye for work and publishing it. And um, Ian's uh, publishing a book of Robert's work, um, which I found particularly interesting. So this week, I thought we'd hear from Robert Darch. 
Firstly, apologies. Um, I'm just getting over a cold, so I might sound a bit nasal. And um, in full disclosure, this is about my 37th take at this. I thought it would be quite easy to <laughs> explain what photography meant to me. But I think it's quite hard because photography's meant different things to me at different periods in my life. When I was a teenager and I first picked up a camera, I was really into skateboarding and that subculture and scene. And initially I started by taking pictures of my friends doing tricks, but soon I became more interested in the quiet moments, the moments in between, um, when they were hanging out, taking it easy. And, and I just started taking portraits and and more slightly more nuanced pictures. I was really interested in the sense that I was documenting that scene. It's almost like I had hindsight as I was living through that period that I knew it was important. And I was almost, it's weird, I was almost like slightly nostalgic about it as it was happening. And it kind of felt important that I was documenting it, that I was creating a record. Um, at the time, my friends obviously hated it and nicknamed me paparazzi because I just constantly had a camera in their face. But but now as, you know, we're all pushing 40, they can look back quite fondly on these pictures I took of, of that period. And then I suppose as, as I've got older, um, when I was studying for a BA at Newport, I first was shown work by Jem Southern. And I can remember trying to take pictures like him back then. And I just couldn't, you know, I just didn't have perhaps like the emotional sensitivity to make that kind of work. You know, he he makes these beautiful sort of nuanced poetic images of landscape and place. And, and for me, that's been a huge inspiration. So it was great in later life to be able to study with him. And, you, you know, so I suppose I make work very much like that these days. Um, for me, I make work about things that interest me or that I feel like I want to make a comment on something or say something. Quite often the work's personal. There's some kind of personal link, something to do with my life experience or a subject I'm interested in. And you'll probably see there's common themes throughout my work. You know, for me, photography is just a way of capturing something and it's an amazing way of capturing something the sort of the immediacy of the camera you know I'm definitely probably a lazy painter because I just didn't have the sort of compulsion to practice and learn and get great at that and maybe also a frustrated filmmaker um, but you know photography's always been my first love and I think there is something to do with that that immediacy and it's very it's very much like a it's almost like a selfish act it's very much for me it's very much about me and, and what I want to say and, and, and what I see um, I work a lot with young people and I just just say to them you know quite often they are interested in photography um, but I just explain like the camera's just a box you know you just use this box to say something about the world you know if you passionate about something then it's a great way of exploring that you know through photography um, and aside from I suppose me just taking pictures in 2012 I set up like a photography collective for young people uh, it's probably been one of the most rewarding 
things that I've done so far with my life to work with some amazing young people and see how they've like grown from being children into young adults and because of that the um, Tom Coleman that came along to Macula he set up Unveiled which is like a great not-for-profit photography organization and we put on exhibitions and produce work and he's down in London studying for a photography degree and he lives with a couple of the guys who are also in the collective so for me things like that are really important um, and my girlfriend I met her she was studying photography in Plymouth on the Masters with Jem Southern and both her and Jem were one of the reasons that I went back to university and started studying for a master's and sort of re-engaging with a practice that I'd started many years before in Newport. So really for me, I mean, photography kind of consumes my life in a sense. It's kind of, you know, most of the important things in my life are, are because of photography and it's something that's, you know, always going to be very special for me and ultimately just something that I really enjoy doing and... I guess that's about it, really. I'm amazed I managed to get through that. So thanks for listening. Thanks, Robert. And uh, as I said, if you want to check out his work, obviously check out his website. But um, there's a book coming out. In fact, I think it's out already uh, called The More uh, by Robert Darch. So check that out. Um, It's always interesting, isn't it? Hearing where people come from in their photography and that progression from skateboarding to landscape and so forth that that journey which i suppose really kind of ties into what i was talking about at the beginning there with insecurity uh, insecurity is a good thing because we don't know we don't know where things are going um and we should embrace that so uh, let's not see insecurity as being a negative why not uh, embrace it as being a positive um For me, uh, the last week has been um, all about going back and doing some lecturing after uh, the Christmas period. I have to say thank you very much to everybody who's given such positive responses, um, usually via Twitter, but also through reviews on iTunes about this podcast. Um, And thanks very much to listening. The the amount of you who are listening has been growing um, hugely over the last couple of weeks. And... um, as it's always hard with podcasts to find out accurate analytics, but um, because it comes up on so many different um, platforms. But um, those that I found, um, it's really great. So thank you very much for that. As I always say, um, do please uh, continue letting me know what you think, um, introducing other people to the podcast if you find it of interest. Uh, there's a few things going on. Um, with my filmmaking, um, the Bill J film will be shown at the uh, Tyne Valley Festival up in Hexham in the northeast of England uh, in March. That will be a free screening that we're putting on to help um, the Hexham Photographic Society. So thanks very much to the guys involved with that. Um, still making uh, or in sort of pre-production production on the Ray Lowry film, which is coming together really well. And actually... Um, Research is something I'm definitely going to be talking about next week because I love research. And at the moment, I'm really in the heart of the research of the Ray Lowry project. Anyway, 
Uh, that's it from for this week from the shed. It's a little shed. It's a little bit warmer. It's a little bit brighter. Evidently, the snows are about to come, but hopefully, I'll be make, able to make it out to the shed for uh, next week's podcast. As I say every week, um, it's time to finish, and it's also time to say, take care. <laughs>